Hello and welcome back to our time vlog. Today I have Tim Hoopman with us. Um, Tim is not only a trainer and a mentor, but also a keynote speaker for Beyond Blue. And today he's joining us to share some insights about mental health. Uh, Tim, welcome to the show. So exciting to have you here. Thanks very much, Timo. Um, lovely to join you. Awesome. That's good to hear. And I love the positivity already because we go straight into our icebreaker session. So we learn a little bit more about you as a person. And the first question I have for you, Tim, is are you, and this is a very difficult question because it tells a lot about your personality, are you a cat or dog person? Um, I don't have either, but if I did, I would be a dog person. Oh, thank God. Otherwise, we would have had to end the interview immediately. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bye, Tim. See ya. <laughs> um, coffee or tea? Uh, definitely coffee. Awesome. And last but not least, what is your favorite travel destination and potentially why? Ooh, that's a challenging one because I've been to many wonderful places um, across the globe. I'm probably New York. Mm. Growing up in um, South Australia on a farm, um, my dad had um, a cousin who went to New York And I was incredibly fascinated by that city from a very young age. So I always wanted to go to New York and I went as a, quite a young man and I absolutely enjoyed it and it has stayed with me ever since. Mm, I have to admit, I never made it to the States. Shame on me, Ooh, I know. <laughs> great city. There's a lot of great cities all over the world. But yeah. That's one very special one. It's definitely on my list. Awesome. Um, so Tim, what made you actually interested in the mental health topic? I ran a small business um, for about 10 years. I've been in the small business arena for probably about nearly 20 now. But in particular, I ran a small, uh, small business for 10 years. I had quite a lot of staff. And during that time, I um, struggled with anxiety. It went undiagnosed for a number of years, so I didn't know what the heck was going on. Um, and it was really, really challenging for me. But once I knew what it was, once I was diagnosed, um, I was able to get help. And I was able to manage it. So for me now, um, what I'm really passionate about in terms of uh, mental health is helping other people um, who might be in a similar situation. And if I can just help one or two people to um, set on a path of better mental health or, in fact, be in a situation where they don't know what's happening and they find out earlier, um, that would be a great result for me. Thanks. Um, Tim, you mentioned that for a long time you actually didn't know what really was going on. So what's the difference between, you know, having a bad day or having a few bad days and having mental health opportunities or, you know, some... Okay. some... Um, back then I didn't know. But since um, the work that I've been doing as a speaker for Beyond Blue, and I've been doing that for about three and a half years now, and it's been really, really um, something absolutely joyous, because it allows me to give back. Um, and one of the key things that I learned from them was um, something called the mental health continuum. Mm. So that, so the most interesting thing I found out about, about that is we're not mentally healthy or mentally not healthy. We sit on a continuum and it allows us to be, you know, positively healthy and functioning at one end, which is the green end. And then um, at the other end, it could be quite severe, um, and it could impact our daily functioning. So the continuum runs, and we actually move along that continuum. And I never really understood that until I learned a little more about it. And so the great thing about that is 
we can have good days and not so good days, but if we understand that a little better and we don't punish ourselves and go, I just want to be feeling great today. I've got to feel great every day. Otherwise I've got bad mental health. If we allow ourselves to move on this continuum, um, we can better understand that we will have good days and we'll have not so good days. So instead of thinking of it in terms of I'm healthy or I'm unhealthy when it comes to mental health, think about it in terms of how am I feeling today and where do I think I'm sitting? And I suppose the one key thing around that is if you have bad feelings and they are prolonged for a long period of time, you might be moving down that scale. You might not be able to cope with things as well. If you think about the last year, we've probably all felt that. And if you do, then it's probably time to check in perhaps with your GP or with someone to have a little talk to them. But think about the continuum. Think about some days it can be good, some days not so good. But how how am I feeling overall and how am I managing um, my mental health? I think that's a really good thing for people to take away and just have a little think about it. So it's the mental health mm-hmm. continuum and it's how we move along that. We are, we are able to move along that um, productively, but we have to be careful if we move too far to the um, to the red zone. Hmm. Was that? And I believe, <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. No, no, totally. Thanks for explaining that. And I think a lot of people potentially start to do research around mental health or potentially depression or whatever it is in particular they might think they have. Um, and some, and this is what you're going to do soon for, for the time community, some visit or take part in a workshop. Um, so from your point of view, what is something people can take home from a virtual workshop or even in-person workshop that assists them to maintain their mental health? Uh, that's, a, that's a really good question. Um, and, it, and it is an opportunity to encourage people, if they get a chance to you know, attend a workshop, whether it's from me or somebody else, and where they learn about um, mental health, that's a really good thing. Because the more we understand or the more we learn about mental health, the more we can look after ourselves and then look after those around us. If we understand what the signs and symptoms are of mental health, that's a great position to be in. Because unlike me and my business many years ago, when I didn't know what was going on, just maybe if um, if you have some knowledge about mental health, if you understand the signs and symptoms, you might be able to notice in yourself um, something that is not quite right and that continues for a a longer period of time. I think the other thing um, in terms of these workshops, um, and obviously lots of stuff is visual, uh, sorry, is um, online now, so it's virtual, Mm -hmm. is you also get to um, learn about how to take care of yourself. And the one thing I did, one of the other things I did learn is that taking care of yourself isn't a selfish selfish act. It's really important. And then you can help others. So if we understand the signs and symptoms, we can take care of ourselves. Um, and then if we understand how to start a conversation, because I get asked a lot, oh, Tim, it's really hard to start a conversation with somebody that I'm concerned about. Um, you mm-hmm. talk about it and you say it's quite easy. And the one thing I say to people about that is just be your authentic self and show care and concern. Um, and that's the best way to start. So you learn some tips and tricks along the way. Um, and then finally, um, there's a lot of information out there. And it's often good to go um, to a a, um, discussion about mental health and and find out what are some of the key resources that are available. Because if you go and Google mental health on the the internet, you get a lot of information. So filtering through it can sometimes be quite challenging. 
So often when um, you come to a workshop, you'll get given specific information or resources that you can go to, which are really helpful. Mm-hmm. And um, you mentioned you mentioned taking care of yourself is also something selfish. Um, so while we're on the topic, how are you going? No, no, it's not selfish. It's a self. It's it's important act, but it's not to be seen as selfish. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Don't say that right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you you did, you did, and actually, I didn't mean it, but it's good that you pointed it out. Yes. So doing something for yourself is important to kind of maintain that, and I think some people might think it might be selfish. Just think of them. Um, what's something that you do particularly to maintain a well-balanced mental health? Well, well-balanced, Tim. Um, I do a lot of things, but there's a couple of things that are really important to me. Um, um, in my lifestyle, it's around exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, I am an ocean swimmer, and I ocean swim all year round. And my uh, husband thinks I'm st- still thinks I'm pretty crazy. Um, but the cold water is really, really good for me. It's good for my uh, mental health and it's good for my immune system. Plus, I love swimming. So exercise, um, whether it's um, swimming in the ocean, uh, I do quite a bit of hiking. Um, I like to do a bit of cycling. Um, so different things um, that make me feel good. Exercise is really important. And if I don't do it for a period of time, um, it's not good for me. So that's something important. And then the other thing which um, I've had to also relearn over the last 14 months is how to stay relatively positive when there's so much negativity around you. So try and balance some good exercise with, you know, I'm being grateful you know, telling myself each day what I'm very, very grateful for. Um, you know, it might be one or two things or could be a string of things and just rattling them off. You know, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just it's just trying to um, be positive um, and so keep my thinking positive. It's not always easy and it's challenging with so much noise and negativity in the, um, in the news and social media, so you do have to manage that. So I just try and do those. Um, I do a lot of other things, but they're probably the two of the key things for me. How do I keep my thoughts positive um, and making sure that I get out and do some form of exercise, um, no matter what that is, mine in particular is swimming in cold water. <laughs> <laughs> well, I swim like a stone, so swimming is not an option for me. Option, okay. <laughs> um, no, but I, I also exercise a lot, and um, similar to you, if I don't exercise, I'm not able to exercise for a few days. Um, yeah, people usually say I should now go to the tennis court and come back in two hours because it's not fun to have me around. Yeah, well, well, you do. You start to notice in yourself, don't you? When you get mm-hmm. into that real scratchy period and you've got to get out and do something, and there's a reason even when we're locked down that we're allowed to go outside and we're allowed to go, to go and do, um, you know, exercise and fresh air and all of that because you know, it changes it up and it's really, really important. And as I always say to people, exercise doesn't have to be run a marathon or, you know, swim 2K or whatever, you know, whatever some people do. It's actually just about what's important to you. It's as simple as walking the park or, you know, whatever, whatever game of tennis, whatever it is that just makes you feel better. 
No, I fully agree. And I think uh, as long as we're able to at least go out and exercise in some form, I think lockdown is kind of manageable, at least, you know, for that part. Uh, the professional part is obviously a different story, especially in the travel industry. Um, you probably would have also noticed uh, there's a lot of opinions, there's a lot of voices around mental health, uh, especially most recently since uh, two famous UK, US people have launched a TV show with uh, someone else, um, as in Harry and Meghan speaking to Oprah. Um, so there's also a lot of people kind of saying, oh, that whole mental health stuff, you know, it's just for people to take another sickie. Um, what's, what's your opinion on, on that? Or what do you think people think that? Um, yeah, I think that um, for me, anything to do with um, other people, whether it's, um, you know, people are talking about mental health or whatever it is, um, it's really important to understand um, that everybody's on their own journey. So people will express things, express how they're feeling in very different ways. And I suppose at the end of the day, the most important thing I find is that we show empathy for each other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, no matter what it is, you know, there'll be people doing the right thing and there'll be people that would be trying to um, maybe exploit situations. So I, I would encourage people not to get caught up with that. I would encourage people to be um, empathetic of everybody that they come into contact with and in particular understand that everybody's on their own journey. And in particular when you um, when you think and talk to people about mental health, it's not a, oh, okay, so Tim's got anxiety and I just want him to snap out of it and he's going to be okay now. Every single person is on their own journey and their recovery will be different to other people. So I think that's that's where, for me, no matter what you think is going on with other people, you just got to show empathy and you've got to allow them to go on their journey. And whether they're doing that via the media or whether they're doing that personally or whether they're keeping quiet about it or whatever they're doing, um, also that's their way of dealing with it. And sometimes you just have to show a little empathy and, um, and understand that um, when somebody has... Um, poor mental health, so anxiety or depression or, or other more severe things, what might look silly to other people is real to them. So just show some care and concern and some empathy, and then the world will be in a much better place. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> Why do you think it is that, you know, mental health, maybe I'm, I'm sure when it started probably around five, six years ago, why is it suddenly so present that all the years before it was kind of not existing pretty much unless you're, you know, severely damaged? I think there was a lot of stigma around it. Um, like a lot of things, and mental health just one, and there was um, negative stigma around it. People mm. didn't want to admit that they had a mental health problem. They, If you think about mental health, that it covers a lot of different things. And so sometimes people didn't want to be put into that big basket. But, you know, if you talk about, so for me, for example, a number of years ago when I wasn't coping too well at work and I didn't know what was happening, I actually didn't want to be that person that admitted that I might have had a mental health problem. Um, there was poor stigma around it. I wanted to be successful. I didn't want to be that. I didn't want to be that, Tim. So um, then when I found I had anxiety, it's like, oh, well, no one really thinks like anything different on me. I now know what to do and how to get to deal with it. So it was much easier to deal with. It wasn't as bad as I thought. So I think there is a lot of negative stigma. There are people that don't want to be 
lumped into that um, category of poor mental health. Um, and and I think in a lot of situations, work-wise, um, businesses didn't necessarily acknowledge it. Some were probably doing it quite well. Others weren't. Mm -hmm. And so there was, you know, there was some fear around retribution or, you know, I can't bring it up at work. I've got to keep it to myself. So I think there was mm -hmm. a lot of that negative stigma around it. And I think what's been great is there's been some really strong leaders that have come out and shared and talked about it openly and been very authentic and very, very genuine about it. And I think that really helps. And I've watched amazing organisations that I've done talks for, for beyond, on behalf of Beyond Blue. And what I find really most powerful is when the leader of the organisation steps up at the beginning and saying, we wanted to have a discussion about mental health. I think it's really important. Um, this is my story about it. And I've heard some about personal about them and some about, you know, friends or family. Um, and I want you to know working in this organisation that um, we would like you to share with us if you're ever struggling um, with your own mental health because then we can help you. And I think when you see leaders do that, it's incredibly powerful. And it creates a safe space for people. And through that, we have change. And now what we've seen is a lot of change. And we've seen great, you know, organisations like Beyond Blue and, you know, there are many others. Obviously, I, I do work for that one. So I talk very openly about how wonderful that organisation is and what great resources. And the most important thing about it is that there is help and support for everybody out there. And so people mm -hmm. can be taken care of. I mentioned in the intro also that you are a mentor as well. So in regards to mental health and, you know, the support and help you just mentioned, how can a mentor, and obviously time is all about the mentoring experience within the travel industry, um, how can a mentor actually assist, you know, setting yourself up for the storms of your future career life? Mm. Okay, so um, one of the things that I like to do in situations, and I hope I've um, shared a little bit of that today, is share some personal stories about personal journeys. Um, so when I, you know, in situations of mentoring people, often, um, you know, you can talk about situations like, um, you know, business mindset or better mental health or all, although whatever, um, whatever uh, subject you want to put around it. Um, and then you can talk about the specifics about it. And I've talked about, you know, some things today about, you know, um, exercise and, you know, um, positive thinking. But then I think one of the most important things is to share your stories or a bit about your journey with the person. So when you wrap that all together, it gives them a really good example of how they could then potentially deal with situations. Um, and I think the other thing for me is when I talk about um, uh, mental health and I get the opportunity to, say, do a workshop, what I love um, helping people with is I'm talking about how they can build resilience so what are those things that they can put? I think um, Beyond Blue talked about this. They can put in their, their toolkit that they can draw on. So it's, as you've said, you go and play, by the sounds of it, you go and play a round or two of tennis, um, you know, is a way of you building resilience to get through that day that's perhaps a little more stressful or whatever situation it is. So I go swimming in the ocean. Other people, you know, do lots of other things like volunteer or hobbies or read or, you know, just um, switch off. So... What is it that you're doing to build resilience? So, you know, when I'm, I'm mentoring people, it, it's about how 
you know, how they can start to build their own resilience in business. And it's not just for mental health. It's for all aspects of, you know, conflict and objections and, you know, the good times and also the, the challenging times. So hopefully, you know, sharing <clears throat> some personal stories along the way helps a lot. Mm. I, I agree. I always love to hear personal stories from people and what they've learned out of it. And there's so much to take away for everyone. And I just had to laugh when you brought up resilience because I was just recently doing a, um, a tennis personality assessment with my coach mm. to see, you know, where, where I'm at. And um, resilience was at the very bottom of my player skills. So <laughs> that's why I had to quickly laugh when you said, oh, for example, tennis, you can learn resilience out of it. No football. Some can, maybe. Well, like, um, oh, that's maybe something you can work on as you're doing a backhand or a forehand or icing the other person. How do you bring this in? I'm working on it very hard, very hard. Oh, there you go. That's, um, that's something I've learned. Well, Tim, I can't wait for the workshop that's actually coming up. Um, I'm sure it will be absolutely fantastic and a lots, lots for me to take away as well as obviously everyone else who's joining, um, which means you will have to see me again. I know life is never perfect, right? No, life it's great. I've, I've, I've had such a wonderful time um, chatting with you today, Timo. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.